This is Deep Dive. I'm Fei Fei. On Wednesday, China announced a set of measures to further optimize its COVID-19 response. One new measure states no more COVID testing will be required for cross-region travelers. Asymptomatic patients and cases with mild symptoms can undergo home quarantine. China's National Health Commission also said the country will step up vaccinating the elderly who are at higher risk of severe illness, hospitalization, and death from COVID-19. Zheng Zhongwei oversees vaccines at the National Health Commission. He reassures that COVID-19 vaccines are safe for those with chronic diseases. Some elderly people have concerns as they have chronic diseases like diabetes and hypertension. I can clarify here that these diseases are not contraindications to COVID-19 vaccines. As long as your conditions are stable, it's safe to get inoculated. At the same time, cities across China have been rolling out a new type of inhalable vaccine. It's said to be popular especially among seniors. For this, I spoke with CGTN reporter Liu Jiaxin, who visited a vaccination site here in Beijing on how to inhale the vaccine. This episode is brought to you on Thursday, December the 8th. Hello, Jiaxin. Hi, Fefei. Yeah, it seems like a very interesting idea to inhale a vaccine. So let's start with how. How do we get vaccinated with it in the first place? Mm -hmm. Sure. Now, for my observation, um, the vaccines attract people's attention simply from its way of being administered. Um, It is inhaled via the mouth from a vessel that looks like a takeout coffee cup with a short mouthpiece. You inhale, hold for five seconds, then breathe normally. So that's it. And within seconds, the, this aerosolized COVID vaccine reaches the upper respiratory tract and lungs where immunity is triggered. And it tastes a little sweet, um, according to the recipients. And you might feel a bit dry in the mouth after inhaling it. Um, drinking some water will relieve it, according to specialists. And other precautions, um, they say, are no different from injectable vaccines. Be careful not to eat spicy food. Yeah, and drink plenty of water and ensure adequate sleep. And you can still make PCR tests because they say the results will not be affected. It's normal to have a dry mouth after inhaling the vaccine. Drinking water will relieve it. In addition, PCR tests can still be done normally after this. The results will not be affected. Are there any difference between these type of inhaled version versus the injected ones that most people have been taken? Sure, Fifi. Let me start with what they have in common. No matter inhaled ones or injected ones, they're all vaccines that have the same fundamental goal, which is to trigger our body's immunity and to some extent protect us against the symptomatic diseases caused by COVID and its variants. So when you get a vaccine, the medicine flows through your body, tricking it into thinking that you're being attacked by a foreign invader. And your immune system gears up and produces tons of virus-fighting proteins called antibodies that protect you from the threat. This process or stimulation makes your immune system remember. So next time, should you ever encounter to the real virus, it will swoop into action again. And that's the basic biology that works behind all the vaccines, including COVID-19 vaccines. But functionally, they work a little differently. Across the globe, there are four main approaches. 
genetic cold vaccines, viral vector vaccines, subunit vaccines, and weakened or inactive vaccines. I think most of us in China are more familiar with the inactive ones because our previous injected vaccines, those produced by companies like Sinopharm or Sinovac, are both inactive vaccines. This approach is relatively old school and safer. It uses the virus itself, but scientists cripple or kill it completely to ensure it doesn't cause an infection while still triggering an immune system response. And these vaccines are also more difficult to manufacture quickly than other approaches. Now, when it comes to inhaled vaccines, those developed by CanSino Biologics, a Tianjin-based biopharmaceutical company, um, they are recombinant viral vector vaccines, a class of vaccines that use a modified version of a different virus to deliver a bit of coronavirus genetic material into cells that trigger an immune response. And vector means carrier, like a train, like a bus. The viral vector derived from adenovirus, which infects cells readily but does not cause disease onset. And although these vaccines can be designed quickly, Experts say people might develop immunity to the viral vector itself, limiting the um, ability to give multiple booster shots. Hmm. It also triggers a very interesting question about why do we need these kind of inhaled version of vaccines since we already have a lot of injections in different countries, including China. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, inhaled vaccines trigger immunity at our body's first line of defense. Um, that's the mucous membranes. In addition to humoral and cellular immunity that traditional injectable vaccines trigger. And according to the developer, CancinoBio's co-founder, Chief Scientific Officer uh, Chao Zhu, compared with injectable ones, the inhalable vaccine requires only one-fifth of the dosage of the um, injected one, which can help the vaccine manufacturer preserve more doses and boost its production capacity. Another advantage um, is that the vaccine can also be stored and transported um, in refrigerator facilities at 2 to 8 degrees Celsius, which is more favorable in countries with insufficient storage facilities and medical resources. As I mentioned, the inhaled version of vaccines are boosters. And why do we need boosters? Because scientists find primary immunization with two doses of one kind of vaccine provided limited protection for us. If you have the first two shots from like Sinovac or Sinopharm, then you are okay to get one more booster with a different approach like this one, the viral vector vaccine from Casino Bio. But the question is, is one dose of booster enough? That protection wanes over time as well. And that's why the government suggested people to get the fourth booster earlier. Were you able to go to the places for vaccinations and witness yourself who are the people who are getting these inhaled vaccines? Well, the developer of the current inhaled vaccine does not disclose the age range of its uh, recipients. This kind of vaccine is getting popular among the elderly. I think one of the reasons is that most people have already got their boosters. And since the experts initially spent some time studying the side effects of vaccination in the elderly, this group started their first shots much later than us. There are still some people who have not been vaccinated with booster injections, and a large proportion of them are among the elderly. The second reason, I think, according to the recipients I talked to, is that this way, 
brings about more convenience for the senior citizens. And the process is pretty simple, especially during winter when old people are quite reluctant to take off their clothes. This way stands out, right? It's much simpler than the injection. When the weather is cold, it is difficult for us old people to take off our clothes. This saves a lot of trouble and doesn't hurt as much as an injection. It even tastes a little sweet. And for those with underlying medical conditions, this way does not require them to take tests or checks ahead of vaccination. But yeah, but but they will need to do so、uh, when getting the injected ones. But I do have the question about what is the vaccination rate among seniors in China? How have they been immunized and vaccinated so far? Well, according to China's National Health Commission, more than 1.3 billion people in China, namely over 90% of population, have been vaccinated against COVID. But the government finds the proportion of vaccinated older people is still concerning. As of November 28, a bit over 86% of China's senior citizens over the age of 60 had been fully vaccinated against COVID. But only 65% of those over the age of 80. Were fully vaccinated, and only forty percent of them got the boosters. That's not a very ideal rate for the authority. Yeah, comparing with the whole population. But if we compare China's data with other countries, for example, the United States,、um, only a bit over sixty-nine percent of people in the United States have been fully vaccinated, and not any of the state's figures exceed ninety percent. Not to mention there. Senior citizens, and in worldwide, that proportion is even lower. Only about sixty-five percent of population were fully vaccinated. So, it seems like on a global level, the senior group are the ones who are reluctant to get vaccinated in the first place. And what are their concerns about getting vaccinated? Yeah, sure.、Um, you know, scientists worldwide. Have made research on older adults hesitant in receiving the COVID vaccine. Some find those who received less years of formal education and those who have less social contact are more reluctant to get COVID vaccine. But others find cognitive factors such as misconceptions、um, play a pivotal role in shaping health behaviors. Remember when we got our first and second shots of the COVID vaccine?、Um, have you got any side effects such as? Fever, chills, fatigue, something like that.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, my arm, especially the ones who got in the injection, was like painful for a couple of days. Some others also complain about having fever or being really tired after getting the injection. Yeah, sure. Well, medics and experts say those are typical, and the in- in- introduction of a foreign substance into the body elicits an immune response. And while certain individuals may not exhibit these side effects, its presence in mild forms does not warrant an immediate concern. Immune response following vaccination is important, as I mentioned in the beginning. It helps generate the appropriate antibodies to fight off future infections. While unpleasant, some older adults may view potential COVID-19 vaccine symptoms negative, and some may misconstrue、uh, these side effects as sickness. And mislabel the COVID nineteen vaccine as disease causing. Some older adults may feel that their general frailty or ailments exclude them from vaccine suitability. 
So I talked to some of those with similar situations the other day at a vaccination site in Beijing. Um, there is one lady, Miss um, Miss Wang. She has high blood pressure and she's on kidney dialysis. She said she's pretty cautious on her first shot and the second, but it turned out that she's fine. I have high blood pressure and was cautious about getting my first dose of COVID vaccine. Later, I was told by experts that people with basic diseases can be vaccinated when their health condition is stable, so I took two shots successively. Then I heard the booster is inhalable and the effect is better, so I came to try it. That's because she's been listening to online lectures on health and COVID prevention. And she followed the expert's suggestion that people with basic diseases um, and underlying medical conditions can be vaccinated when their health condition is stable. So she came to the vaccination site for the booster. As far as I am concerned, she's well-educated. At the end of our talk, she says people should take care of their own health and protect themselves before others by boosting their immunity. Looking back, it's been less than two years, I think, since China rolled out its first vaccines to the public. And what have the government done to promote vaccinations among these senior age groups before? Well, China's National Health Commission on November the 29th unveiled plans to improve COVID-19 vaccination rates among the elderly, as you just mentioned. In its plan, I think the first key word is communication. Instead of compulsion, the government would like that local departments can use communication methods to understand the difficulties of vaccination for the elderly, including you know, communication with the elderly, community workers, and medical staff. It intends to reach out to the elderly by setting up vaccination centers at venues frequented by senior citizens, as well as nursing homes, elderly activity centers, elderly universities, and so on. And the National Health Commission also ordered local officials to tap into databases, such as the ones keeping track of social security, medical insurance, and resident health records to effectively target seniors for vaccinations. And elderly people who refuse vaccination needs to provide a reason, and they will keep track of it. Other plans outlined include like better monitoring for potential adverse reactions like side effects and publicizing the uh, effectiveness of vaccines. So it seems like the government needs to put extra effort in trying to boosting uh, and vaccinating the senior group. And why does vaccinating the senior group stay so important for China? You know, at the press conference of the Joint Prevention and Control Mechanism of the State Council on November 29th, Guo Yanhong, director of the Medical Emergency Department of the National Health Commission, listed three groups with a tendency to be severely ill when affected COVID. The first group is the elderly population over 60 years old, and those above 80 years old are especially in a high-risk group. Why her conclusions came from the data? As of April 25, a total of 190 deaths were reported in this spring outbreak in Shanghai with an average age of uh, 82.5 years old. And among them, death cases over 60 years old accounted for nearly 95% of the total. And death cases over 70 years old accounted for over 86%. Since the um, fifth wave of uh, epidemic in Hong Kong, the cumulative number of deaths 
has exceeded 10,000, and the median age is 86 years old, according to the official data. And among them, the proportion of elderly people aged 60 and above is also quite high, exceeding 95%. Um, the second group are those with underlying medical conditions, and it's pretty common among the elderly. The COVID can aggravate your basic diseases, and sometimes even if you have mild COVID symptoms, like a common cold, you could end up dead because of other severe illness that's been aggravated by COVID. And experts say it's necessary to intervene in the early stage of treatment to avoid the deterioration of the condition for such groups. And in this case, getting the vaccine can protect you from the very beginning. We suggest the people who have no contraindications and meet the vaccine eligibility criteria, especially the elderly, take the COVID-19 vaccines as soon as possible. And those who are eligible should take a booster dose soon. Well, the third high-risk group is the unvaccinated population. As I mentioned, in China, less than 100 million people have not even received the first shot, accounting for less than 8% of the total population. But of course, this is also a large number, right? If we look at the elderly, the proportion of unvaccinated people is a bit higher. Nearly 10% of those over the age of 60 in China have not been vaccinated against COVID at all. Looking at the data you provided, the proportion of the senior group of not getting any vaccinations are still quite high. And why is it making the vaccination of these particular age groups so challenging? Yeah, as I mentioned, some of them have this uh, hesitancy because they, they fear that the vaccination would worsen their basic diseases, like the underlying medical conditions. According to some of the recipients, to get your first shot is the most difficult part. If you get one, then you are okay to get the second one and also the booster. Is there a plan for the Chinese government to further immunize the senior age group? Does China have a goal for like how many people must be vaccinated? I didn't find any specific targets given publicly available information, but I can tell you that in October 2021, the World Health Organization set a target for countries to vaccinate 70% of their populations against COVID-19 by mid-2022. And China has left this goal far behind. You know, China has already reached that goal. Thank you, Jiaxin. China released a work plan last week to bolster vaccination among its elderly population. Authorities will continue its efforts to assist those who are willing to get inoculated, such as providing fast tracks and vaccination sites, door-to-door services, and others. In particular, the country will also continue to push vaccination in nursing homes, recreational centers, and other facilities where the elderly are likely to go. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. For more episodes, you can subscribe to the show. You can also leave comments. Tell us what you want to know about China and the rest of the world. This episode is brought to you by me, Fei Fei, and my colleague, Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to CGTN reporter Liu Jiaxin. See you next time.